1: Are you ready for another morning by the hand of Psych Station? We hope so. We have prepared many interesting topics just for you, passenger. It's always, it's 9 a.m. 8 a.m. in Canary Island. You are listening to... Julia, Maria, Penelope, and Cristina. Here in... Psyche Station! Penelope, I'm not sure if you, our passengers, are prepared for such a cool program. Well, you know what? There is just one way to know this. By getting this started! What is our first stop? But wait, girls,
2: first we need to start with the end in mind. So let's remember to our passengers our destiny. To to understand understand psychological concepts concepts applied to education.
1: Perfect, but... As some passenger already knew it, knew that. Sorry, we want to know whether our today's journey and its main stop. But Maria, careful without spoilers. <laughs> and today's topics are today. On this program, you will go into a practical yearning where you will find a lot of tips to adapt them in your daily life. And why is that really? Because we will be taking the railway road to applications. So have a seat and enjoy the views. Today, we will travel from the polemic competition to the nice corporation going through a peaceful moment of mediation But, we mustn't forget the importance and relevance of emotional intelligence. Yes, the one that help us to understand ourselves and of course others. But we will obviously pass through group techniques. So don't change this radio station. Now we will introduce ourselves in the next stop, Competition and Cooperation. For this, we will come with the presence of George Cooper, an expert of this subject from the Cali Colorado University. But first, the intro!
2: In a far, far away galaxy, the competitivity has become dangerous. What was a source of development and growth has become a temptation for the whole humanity. The dark forest reigns in the heart of many people. However, at the same time, there are still healthy ways to deal with this topic. Could the light guide us in this topic ever again? Is there still hope?
1: Well, what do you think about our introduction? Kind of intense, right? But real, very realistic. It is hard for us sometimes to deal with this topic in a healthy way. Thankfully, we have today with us our star guest George Cooper, who who could light us up on this. By the way, if you want to ask him something, we will leave you a space to do so. You just have to spend your questions by Twitter. Or by SMS to our radio station phone number 901-345-345 901-345-345 well we cannot wait any longer we are so so excited to introduce you passengers Dr. George Cooper <laughs>
2: morning. It's a pleasure to be here today.
1: The pleasure is ours, please. Let's see, it has been very difficult to prepare the interview, but we have got a bunch of questions we think are important and practical to understand how to achieve the light side on this issue. Furthermore, we want to leave space for your own questions and answers.
2: I find this a brilliant idea, as we are all together making this journey. I don't want it to be me going uh, on and on alone about the topic. <laughs> then, would you mind starting with the definition of competitivity? Excellent! Let's see, we could describe competition as a rivalry between two parties of something.
1: I like it, direct and simple, but excuse me, I'm a Latin nerd and i love to know from where does the word come from? Latin? I was a Greek nerd, Greek rocks, but Latin, hmm,
2: well, about that, hmm, the Latin root for the verb to compete is, hmm, competir, Mm, yes, competir, which means to speak together or to strive together. Wow, sounds quite
1: different from what we understand for competition, huh?
2: Yeah, it's true. The meaning of the word has changed its its, not, its connotation.
1: A lot of people see competitivity as something bad, but it's not an absolute term. It's not something good or bad, right? Yeah, you are right. The most
2: important thing is the way competitivity is lived, but itself is nor good or right. However, psychologists, sociologists, and scientists have studied it from different perspectives. So like the Darwinists have arrived to the conclusion that it's totally necessary for the species' survival.
1: There is something true in that. I mean, all of us, since we were young, have felt the competitivity instinct.
2: I agree, but at the end, that molds that insect and transforms eating at behavior in
1: society. Well, and what can you tell me about cooperation? <laughs>
2: Cooperation is a form of prosocial behavior and refers to the protocol of individuals and groups working in common instead of working separately in competition. However, cooperation may be coerced, forced, voluntary, freely chosen, or even unintentional, and consequently individuals and groups might cooperate even though they have almost nothing in common qua interests or goals. It seems as the opposite as
1: competitivity,
2: is that true? Somehow, yeah, I guess. However, both terms have more in common than what it might look like. Both get our best too. Okay, okay, but you have to admit that it's one of the things that makes the sport fun. Almost totally agree. We learn this kind of a skill when we are very young through games and playing.:
1: Is there any study related to this you would like to share with us, doctor? I'm sure our most curious passengers are willing to know about one.: I found
2: particularly interested the following: one collage of mine called UD Harki schools, and I conducted four years ago a research at summer basketball camps. In those studies, we had kids shoot free throws their first day of comp. Across four studies, we found clear and consistent evidence that kids enjoyed shooting free throws more when they were a part of a team in competition against another team, intergroup competition, compared to, the, to when they were simply cooperating, co- competing, or shooting alone. So we can say intergroup competitivity is the most efficient but why is it so? Very summarized that the identity of belonging to a group and the competitivity of wanting to defeat the adversary are mixed. It's
1: really interesting. But let's hear the question sent by our passenger, Veronica. Can competitivity result in envy? Mm, a bit polemic topic. I guess it's something common to blend these both top instincts. What would you like to
2: add, doctor? Veronica has hit the head of the nail, this way we can enter the most negative part of competitivity, it's dark side.
1: But what do you mean, Dr. Cooper? Tell us more, I think you have intrigued us all.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Actually, it's very basic. Competitivity could be based in comparison. That comparison, many times, can make us realize that other side can be better than ours and hate them for this.
1: Oof, sounds tough and worst of all, real. But Marcus has written, what can we do in order not to fall in bad competitivity? And with him, what would you recommend? First of all, is to recognize
2: that competitivity can be controlled. We are not animals and, using reason, we can be hated to the light. There's a theory called win-win. Win-win? Tell us more, please. What is it about? Win-win is a belief that everybody can win. You care about other people and you want them to succeed. But you also care about yourself, and you want to succeed as well. There's plenty of success for everyone.
1: It seems as something I want to put in practice immediately. Okay, I think with this our passengers have had enough to reflect about, right?
2: Yes, although it may sound very ideal and dialect, it's kind of difficult to apply to our lives. But with a little effort, I believe we can make of competitiveness a very healthy and interesting topic. Interesting. Thank you so much,
1: Dr. Cooper. This was all, folks.
2: (laughs) folks. Passengers. Would you like to end with a deep look at cooperation before moving to the next topic? Great idea!
1: Let's see, I think that at the end, always the more practical thing is to illustrate the theory with examples we are all familiar with. And the thing is cooperation
2: is something extremely natural, although it might shock us. Yes, and very
1: common in the animal kingdom. Autocompetitiveness competitiveness is something very instinctive, it is also from our natural, that spirit, to contribute for the common benefit. Well, but we are distracting again. Buddies, we have short time left, but before, let's see some real examples of cooperation. Does anybody remember what symbiosis mean? No, it's something
2: that we learn at elementary school.
1: Clear us, because I think many of us don't remember about that. The living beings that
2: live in ecosystems relate between them in different ways, a relation of cooperation in ecology symbiosis. Ah, it's true.
1: Symbiosis is interaction between individuals of different species in where both of them get benefits. It's the case of certain birds that play themselves in the back of cows and horses and peck their looses, fleas and ticks. In this way,
2: both get benefits because they get fed, while the cows and horses get free of looses.
1: Yes, and it can also be seen in the same species interspecific, like when a bunch of males of the same pack protect the common litters. But it also exists, the
2: interspecific, when the one who cooperates are from another species. Sometimes this happens when it's hunting time, and
1: it is very curious. What a beautiful topic. And what a pity to cut it here. Anyway, passengers, this is what we wanted to tell you about competitivity and cooperation. See ya! Thanks, Christina. And now we are going to talk about emotional intelligence. Oh, Maria, that's a very, very interesting topic, right? Of course, Penelope. But there are a lot of people that don't know about it. So, passengers, pay attention to our radio program and if you want to participate, we remember you our Twitter account a radio psych station in which you can tell us whatever you want. Well, Penelope, but first of all, we are going to tell you a clear definition of what is emotional intelligence. Okay, Maria, it is the ability to perceive, access, generate and understand emotions to promote, educate emotional and intellectual growth. In addition, our emotions can drive our behavior and impact people, and also they can motivate others. And who created that? Daniel Goleman, who is an important author, psychologist and science journalist. But also Peter Salovey and John C. Mayer coined the term emotional intelligence in 1990, developing the meaning of emotional intelligence. And do you know that in every single person there are two types of intelligence? Which are they? Mm, Cognitive and emotional. And the second one is the type of intelligence that helps us to improve as human beings. One of the psychologists who have developed a theory very critic against the classic definition of intelligence is Howard Garner. He sustains there is not one unique intelligence but Seven! And does each of them include a concrete group of abilities? Yes, that's, that's totally right! Gardner also highlights two types of personal intelligence, intrapersonal that allows creating an own image and interpersonal that help us understand others better. Yes, uh, Peter Salloway has organized the personal intelligences in five competencies. The knowledge of our own emotions The capacity to control them The ability to motivate oneself The recognition of others And the control of their relationships And do you know that Salovey and Meyer also proposed a model that identifies four different factors of emotional intelligence? No, which are them! The first one is perceiving emotions, which means to recognize the feelings in photos, voices, faces, and other cultural expressions. The second one is reasoning with emotions, using emotions to promote thinking and cognitive theory. And what about the third one, Maria? Yes, it is understanding emotion. that the emotion that we perceive can have a lot of meaning, so we have to understand them. And last but not least... Managing emotions, which is the ability to manage emotions in an effective way, responding right to them. So, passengers, now we are going to ask you an easy, easy very easy question. What are our basic emotions? If you know the answer, please call us to 901 Remember! 901 And the first one who answered correctly. We'll win a weekend in a rural house with all pay. Wow. Well, let, we we'll let you a minute to think about it, okay? Hello, this is Cycle Station.
2: Good morning, girls.
1: Who am I speaking with? Mm, this is Raul. And from where do you call us, Raul? I'm from Torrejón City in Madrid. Oh, good city, Raul. Do you know that that's my hometown? Well, do you, well, Raul, but the main point is do you know the answer to this question? Mm, I think so. Tell us, please. I think our basic
2: emotions are um, anger, disgust, fear, happiness, and I, I, one more um, joy. That's right. Mm,
1: oh, I'm so so sorry, Raul. You were close there, but you have failed. But thanks anyways for participating. Hello, you're This is Marta. I know the correct answer. Come on, Marta. Okay, anger, disgust, fear, joy, and sadness. Yeah, you got it. Now you can go with your partner, friend, or family to Belmelar in Salamanca during a fantastic weekend! Congratulations! Now we are going to introduce you three different emotional skills. The first one is Self-control, in which our brain responds to stimuli, activating specific emotional responses. These abilities can be learned and developed during our childhood, in which the brain has a perpetual adaptation. For instance, we have negative emotions such as anger and sadness. The second skill is... Enthusiasm, which is the master fitness for life because it represents some ideal stimuli of for success. Control impulses regulate moods to facilitate thinking and reflection, you know, to motivate or to move forward. What else, Maria? And all these things to demonstrate the power of the emotion as guys that determine the effectiveness of our efforts. Okay, the third and last skill is... Empathy which means literally standing in the shoes of others. It comes from the Green Latin Green word empathia and denotes the ability to perceive the sub- subjective experience of another person. Well, increases in that way the feelings of others, the ability to listen and assume others' point of view and also to resolve conflicts and disagreements. Now, passengers, we have another question for you! How can a person with a very high level of intelligence to get to commit acts to so stupid? Please, write us via Twitter at Radio Psychic Station with the hashtag level of intelligence to answer our question. Well, Pedro from Palencia write us that he thinks this could be because of the lack of people with some similarities. Thanks, Pedro. The answer necessarily lies in that academic intelligence has little to do with the emotional life. Even more, smart people and, why, and with a higher CI exactly. can be lucid drivers of his life and can not be controlled by the unruly impulses. But, Maria, what I really wanted to know is about the slaves of passion. We have little or no control over the time in which we will be affected by an emotion. But Penelope, what about anger? It is a sequence of provocations, each of which causes a reaction of excitation. The era will easily result in violence. And remember, anger is built on anger. Anxiety, do you want me to give you a tip to regulate this tough emotion? Well, this will be to change the focus of attention. Hmm. The positive aspect of concern is that uh, it is a way to deal with the threats and dangers that may cross our path. Sadness, it is a state of mind that also has its positive aspect, like diminishing. Diminishing stress. Sorry. <laughs> However, sadness decreases the ability to enjoy situations. You know, all facets of the sensitivity become diffuse, and even food seems completely tasteless. Can you give us a tip for to regulate these emotions? Well, the tip is to deal with the tough with the thoughts and to get distracted. And the last one, optimism. Optimist people believe that failures are key to something that can be changed and thus can be to success. Pessimists, on the other hand, can cast the blame for their failure, attributing them to something incapable of change. Penelope, do you know what EQ and IQ is? Uh, excuse me, um, not really. Can you tell us? Passengers are willing to know that EQ emotional quotient impacts in areas like the business goal and it is an important quality for business leaders and managers and IQ intelligence quotient is an important element for success of success especially in academic achievement so you can measure EQ with different methods and tests and the IQ with tests too yes you got it penelope Psychologists like Goldman have discussed about that, of, about what is the more important, the intelligence quotient that we can control, that we can know it in, with a test or the level of emotional intelligence that we have. According to emotion literacy, there are some time Tons of depression in varying degrees affects one third of the adolescent population. In the case of wealth, the incidence of depression, double in poverty, and eating disorders have had a surge. Oof, Maria, that sounds very bad. And also, the average number of teens with depression and other mental, mental disorders. Reflected a poorer performance on the following aspects. Isolation or social problems, anxiety and depression, problems of attention and thought, and aggression. There are some ways of thoughts that cause depression. A pessimistic way of interpreting failures. Children that are prone to sadness tend to a pessimistic attitude. A child with a pessimist attitude responds to problems with depression. And in this case, emotional attitudes are decisive to solve this problem. We have to know that achieving emotional intelligence is not easy, but if you are perseverant to implement this, you will attain huge benefits, I assure that. Nowadays, we continue worrying about how to get pupils to improve their intellectual ability and their academic performance, which have also been prioritized under the conviction that their emotional and social aspects belong to the private sphere where each human being is responsible for his or her own personal development. In addition, we are becoming aware of the need for families to address a better education and in modern societies, we are looking for new values, hierarchy and achievement in life in order to find human being happiness. In order to introduce in our country education of the emotion, it has arisen an educational movement called Emotional Education or social-emotional education, in which our expresses educators' interest to change a school system unable to face the challenges of our society. One possible solution to solve some of our problems is to change the curriculum in order to put this into practice, you know, in class, trying to promote that emotional intelligence education. And Penelope, there are also areas where a lack of emotional intelligence provokes or facilitates the appearance of behavioral problems in students. Do you know which are they, passengers? Remember to call us to 901-345-345. Remember, 901-345-345. Hello,
0: I'm Carolina.
2: Hello, Carolina. I think these are problems related to interpersonal relationships, psychological, well-being, academic performance, and instructive
1: behaviors. Correct! (laughs) And thanks to that, you have just won the book of Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman.
0: Congratulations! Thank you! I'm so, so happy!
1: Now, we are going to explain it deeply. The first one, problems related to... Interpersonal relationship, relationship in which a strong emotional intelligence will have helped us to offer information about our psychological state to people around us, increasing quality in this type of relationship. The second one, psychological well being, shows that when Spanish students are divided into depressive groups, students with a normal state differ by greater clarity about their feelings and abilities to regulate emotions. The third one, academic performance, which is related to the student's ability to pay attention to emotions, to experience feelings with clarity, and to be able to recover from negative states of mind. And people with limited emotional skills usually experience stress and difficulties during their studies. As teachers, our goal is to improve students' academic and social progress. In this way, emotional intelligence may act as a moderator of the effects of cognitive skills on academic performance. And finally, we find... disruptive behaviors that are based on an emotional deficit, blocking a students' academic progress. In addition, people with lower emotional intelligence are associated with self-destructive behavior, such as tobacco consum- consumption, and also show higher levels of impulsiveness and lower interpersonal and social skills, developing antisocial behaviors. Fortunately, in order to reduce all these disruption at class and improve student's time on task, some teachers have adopted behavior modification strategies such as assertive discipline. There are strategies used to promote emotional growth and appropriate social skills. Focus on three stages of teacher behavior. Setting the framework for acceptable conduct, you know, through an analysis of the pupils and teacher's rights and responsibilities, establishing then a clear framework of expectations. Developing a non-confrontational style using a calm voice, using low level interaction and walking around the class to maintain close proximity to students and using humor and distraction appropriate to reduce tensions and helping students recognize the need to match their conduct to the situation responding to any misbehavior, which occurs, making statements, allowing time to students to respond, refusing to engage in public arguments and providing an opportunity for the student to overcome the incident and to re-establish a positive relationship. Within the classroom culture, effective strategies include helping individual students to clarify the assignments, identifying the needs of each student to serve as a guide for the rest, helping students to assess their needs, helping them develop an awareness of their performance in relation to agreed goals and expectations, and finally, jointly reviewing the performance of each student. Well, teaching emotional intelligence is a necessary task in the educational area Considering by teachers and parents a priority in the personal and socio-emotional development of their pupils and children. There are many ways to pursue this type of intelligence, like teaching programs that include high emotional skills based on the ability to perceive, understand and regulate emotions. In this way, we support the effectiveness of specific training programs. Perhaps the contradiction and ambiguities of, of ultra modern societies cannot be resolved through educating the emotion at school, but there is no doubt that the 21st century will be a more stimulated era for those citizens who have a greater emotional intelligence. audience you are listening to maria and julia what's our next destination julia good question i would like to
2: announce that we are on board of our six to eight train and you might wonder where this train is going right well i'm not going to tell you no, you are going to discover it by yourself. How can they do it,
1: Maria? Easy, Julia. We are going to describe our destination and you only have to discover what it is and call us to 91345345. Number two, tell us about it. What number did you say? Julia, 91345345.
2: Okay, let's start. This concept is a system formed by many individuals that perform reciprocal roles in a society. The people in there act according to the very same rules and values that have even previously established. It's important to take into account the environment of it, since it can be a general or specific one.
1: Oh, we have a call, Julia! Who am I talking with? Hi girl, mm, are you talking about groups? Oh, you are correct. What's your name and where are you from? Alright, I am Arancha from Kipuzkoa. Nice to meet you, Arancha. We have another question to you. Will you to will you be able to answer it? Um, let's try it. Can you define those two type of environment we talked before? <laughs> I'm lost. I have no idea. What a pity. Okay, don't worry. We have another call from Ballard Island. Maybe he can answer our our question. Anyway, you surprised us with your quick call about the group concept. Thanks for calling us. Hello, guy. What's your name? Hi, Julia. I think you're Julia, right? Yes, you guessed
2: it, right? But I don't know your name yet. Right, sorry, I'm Carlos from Baleares. Okay, Carlos, do you listen to the last question? Mm, No, I don't. Could you repeat it, please? Yeah, of course. We've just asked if you feel capable to define the two types of environment we mentioned before. Mm,
1: Let me think. You're making me nervous with this music. What about this music better? Sincerely, no, (laughs) but I've got it. The general environment is the one that indirectly affects everyone in a more or less similar way, such as the technology or the social-cultural factors, for example, taxes, law, weather, so it is easier to analyze and more objective in its study. On the other hand, the specific environment is formed by all the factors that affect directly to the group, such as members, rivals or teachers among others. For example, if your teacher is strict or not, or the way in which your peers behave. So, it is a much more difficult dimension to analyse and many times it is kind of subjective. Wow, well,
2: Carlos, you have surprised me. Congratulations! Yeah, Carlos,
1: you did it... ...astronidly! Astr- <laughs> Thanks for participating!
2: Well, once we have made a difference between these two dim- dimensions, we cannot forget about what a group is made of individuals. So, Maria, I have some questions.
1: Okay, Julia, let's see if if I can answer you. (laughs) What motivates the
2: action of individuals and what motivates the action of
1: groups? Well, the the first aspect that uh, we feel motivated when conflicts mainly start between our individual's objectives and the term objectives in general. People accept working in a group in order to satisfy their own necessities. Oh, this is a little bit selfish, doesn't it? Maybe, but it is a fact that everybody has a name in their life and and they act in order to achieve. So the confidence in a group has a huge role inside it in order to generate confidence, the hiding projects need to be exposed and explained of each person. To recognize and deal with these necessities since the beginning helps to avoid our selfish desires to act against the common effort. This has sense. Leaves a,
2: let's leave our passengers to reflect about it, but before th- taking a little break let me say that there are a lot of theories that discuss about this interesting concept what about the group all of them are agree with the main role of the belonging feeling a feeling towards our family nation religion culture or whatever all of us are influenced by one group or another we are not free thinkers marianne
1: That sounds shocking we always uphold that we are independent beings, but it is a fact that society influences us. How to live in community without losing our individuality? Good query. Passengers, have you
2: ever thought about it? We are going to take a little bit break. We will be back in a minute, so don't move off our station.
1: How was your channel reflection? Good? I hope so we are back, and we also thought about these questions, and we would like to discuss about it. Great idea,
2: but in order to do it, we have to explain one of the dimensions of conflicts: the work.
1: Write us to right Station to answer the following questions: The following question: sorry, what does
2: work mean? We know it is a very relative word in academy terms, we could say that it is a productive or operative activity, however it has a much more complex meaning, it is a relational activity, you are going to be in contact with others and with the word itself, so we have to deal with that.
1: Interesting but what role does work take in our daily life? years. Do you think that work defines us? In order to answer this specific
2: question, we come with the company and help of Lucia Hernandez, an expert in the topic. Hi Lucia, what can you tell us about? Hi, it's a pleasure
1: to be with you in this fantastic program. Well, work is just a part of the person, but it never must become our identity. I am Lucia, and I'm not just a psychologist, I am more than a psychologist. I am a person who feels and has the outside life apart from job. So don't judge me for my job. Try to know me as an individual. Let's try to know the person and not to make prejudices. I absolutely agree with you, Lucia. From our train road to group techniques in education, we invite you to leave behind prejudices that's beginning to know people from their inside and not from their appearance. Exactly. Without beating around the bush, can you tell us some tips about work? Of course. Some of them could be your work must fulfill you. It must create a belonging feeling on you. It must allow you to be happy. You have to be conscious that it's not just merchandise and, of course, it must be fair. Thanks for the tips, Lucia. Let's butt Let's put them in
2: practice to not forget about what a work has to mean to us.
1: Lucia, one more thing for you.
2: It was wondering to know how to get success in our
1: works in group. This is a good topic to reflect about it. What are the things we should take into account to decide how to do a work in education? This will be a better question to ask ourselves for this, we have to SWOT analysis. This name is an acronym that stands for Strengths, Weakness, Opportunities, and Threats. So you always have to be self-critical and to take into account what you are good and bad at. So, if I understand you all, if we make this analysis... We will probably make smarter decisions and our groups in our and our works in group will go better, right? Exactly. And now maybe you will wonder why team fails, right? <laughs> yes, you've just read my mind. Okay, so as we know, the human being is social because of nature. So we also need to socialize in order to survive. People have the necessity of working with others without taking into account the consequences. Usually teams are not created in the best way and this is why the team fail. They don't have a leader, neither motivation or vision. In addition, there are some tasks that nobody wants to do, but they have to be done anyway. In this way, and thanks of the group's member reject doing the unpleasant assignments, the problem emerges. <laughs> But for the contrary, and also in the same time, there are other activities that everybody wants to do. In this case, the results are the same. And what can be the solution of this conflict? The solution will be to rotate the unpleasant task between all the group members. It is essential, the way of communicating the task and decisions. It can be followed by a consensus. The whole group has the chance of expressing their opinions. They have to agree about their final result. We need to use concessions so that all the members of the group commit comprometerse con with the result.
2: Okay. I think that after listening our expert, Lucía, we can open our lines to let our passengers to participate in our program, telling us their experience in groups. Let's leave a minute to mark our phone number. Remember, 901-345-345.
0: 901-345-345. Whoa.
1: We have our first call. Hello, Carmen. Hello, girls. What do you want to share with us? I am very upset with a colleague because, well, frequently people are very comfortable and don't want to have responsibilities, you know he's absolutely like that. I cannot stand any longer his
2: attitude. Poof, Carmen. This is one of the most common cases. I recommend you to be patient and talk with him. The communication is the key to resolve internal group po- problems. And it is the only one that helps us to finish with toxic environment in the team. Caused in most of the cases by competencies, competence, a tra- training and a series of conducts such as yours. I know.
1: I thought about it, but I never do it. I would try to find time to solve it, but thanks. Great, Karen, thanks for calling to our radio station. Oh, passengers, time is flying. Look,
2: I can see the station there. Quick, what's come next? Well, we're going to conclude with techniques designed to generate new and different ideas in many areas of teamwork activity. But you are going to be the one telling us those techniques? We know that there are six techniques and I have here in my hand an envelope with one of the techniques. We are going to accept only one call. One call?
1: So you must reflect well on your answers. There is only one opportunity. Only one. We remember you our phone number
2: again 901 345
1: 345. 901 345 345 Good morning. This is Lolita from Córdoba. Ole Hi Lolita, so do you think you know that what technique is hiding in the envelope? Hmm. I think I think so. It must be
2: classical brainstorming. So, classical brainstorming,
1: um... Uh, No, no, no. I mean brain-written pool. No, 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 wait. Negative brainstorming. Lolita, please choose just one technique. Okay, just one. Uh, The table of elements. Table of elements, let's check. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. What I wanted to really say is the stacker holder analysis. Are you sure? You cannot change anymore. Uh, I'm sure 110%. I bet all in a stakeholder analysis. Are you sorry? Are you?
2: Time's up. Let's see what technique was in the envelope.
1: I'm so, so sorry, Lolita. It was the goal orientation technique. Which is restation objectives in order to find more creative perspective. But I knew that it was that one, but you didn't give me enough time. Cachela hombre. Well, passengers with
2: Lolita, we are going to finish our journey to group techniques in education.
1: I hope you have enjoyed this trip. Now we'll let you reflect. Passengers quick, come and get this last train of today's program. I wonder where it's going to take us. Have you checked out our destiny? Uh, but I thought you were the one who had to check it. I don't know I don't know it either. And now what what if we mess up? Girl, yeah, we have to improvise. Um okay, passengers. Uh, what we are going to do now is it's Putting our hands behind our ears, yeah, yeah, just like that, and um, just listen carefully. Maybe, who knows, the background sounds will give us a clue of our destiny. Pay
0: attention. Have you heard that? Yeah, it
1: sounded like a bell, right? Yes, in addition, I think that it was a school bell. So, this means that we are close to a school area. Shh, I think there is more. Hmm, it looks like the students are having a break, doesn't it? Yeah, they might be playing happily in the background, in the playground. Oh, I remember how fun it was back then.
0: I should I 'cause I said so. Come on, I had it first. Like I put you. So why did you dirt right? You don't own a bow, yeah? Yeah. Give me a bow.
1: No way. I guess that for them, that isn't any fun at all. And it is true, although we tend to forget, conflicts and disagreements are always present, especially at school. You know what I mean, bullying, gossiping, cheating, crushes, not wanting to share the ball, drama is all spread out at school. Furthermore, unresolved conflict often leads to violence, which we don't want to get there at all. Why? Obviously because... This is a threat towards academic productivity and the quality of life in schools and the community. Christina, I'm still worried about those kids. Could we check out what are they doing right now? You have just spread my mind, Penelope. at the moment two other kids, what did they say they call themselves? The conflict managers. That's right, conflict managers or mediators. Well, as I was saying, unfortunately the conflict managers appear with the purpose to solve the problem. But as we have heard from the girl, these conflict managers are not going to tell the solution but to help the kids who are having the conflict. So, Passenger, now is your turn to participate. Can you tell us the name of the technique that those kids are using in order to solve the issue? Come on, pick up your phone call and call us to 901-345-345. 901-345-345. Wow, that was quick. Hi, you have reached Psych Station Line. Who am I speaking with? Hello, I'm your doing... I'm Michael, from Madrid. So Michael, tell
2: us, do you know the name of that technique? Definitely, it is my job indeed. What those kids are doing, curious, out the name of... Mediation. And this is basically the peaceful problem-solving strategy in which people involved in the conflict sit together with a mediator putting their problems in common in order to find a solution.
1: Wow, that was a perfect definition, so... We were lucky to stumble into a professional mediator and, as curious passengers, we mustn't miss out this opportunity. Tell us, Michael, do you know when this mediation movement in schools started? Yes, it
2: started in the U.S. during the 1960s from the action of different religious groups and movements of Educational for Peace. We,
1: what were the principles that have inspired you to be a mediator?
2: There are a lot, for instance, the principle of, goal, of good faith and free disposal, being willing to help the, and consider all the perspectives from the people involved in the conflict. I also follow the principle of imperiality, impartiality, sorry, impartiality, searching always equal opportunities and conditions, as well as the principle of confidentiality.
1: I agree with the last principle. It is important to keep the conflict private. Remember, passengers, what the little mediator of the school said? That... Let's move away from the other kids.
2: We want this to be private. That kid has the skills of an effective mediator. He reminds me to me in my early days... And Michael, what are your aims when doing mediation? In essence. One of my objectives is to keep a safe environment by detecting situations that may give rise to conflict. I also search to promote the coexistence among a member of a community by helping them to reach to an agreement.
1: In this way, in order to achieve that consensus, the conflict must be addressed in a constructive and positive way. Through dialogue, definitely. Of course, for
2: this reason, I have the mission of encouraging participation of all parties involved. What's more, I also want to teach them that it is possible to face conflicts without using physical or physical, psychological violence.
1: Yes, it is hence very important that they learn that attitude to deal with their future conflict. And the last question that sums up everything we have been talking about, Michael, what are the action areas of mediation at the schools? Well, those are the coexistence formation, the
2: prevention of violence, the intervention of the conflict, and finally the solution and reconciliation. Thank you so so much for your time. We have learned a lot. No, thanks for to you for giving me the opportunity to share the world of mediation.
1: We will be back with you, passenger, after the advertisement. Say yes to peer mediation programs. Educator, were you always struggle trying to solve students' conflicts instead of giving them the lift skills to solve their own struggles? Say, Say yes, yes to peer mediation programs. Thanks to these programs, students will be trained to solve disputes involving other students. Say yes to peer-mediation programs! In this way,
2: not only the students' mediators but also the disputants will learn about responsibilities and rights. About consequences as well as choices. Say yes to peer mediation programs.
1: Do you want to effectively solve disputes in a school setting? Join us to promote non violent ways to solve conflicts. Say yes. Peermediationprograms.com. Christina, are you alright? You've been very quiet since. Shhh. What's wrong? Don't freak me out. I'm trying to listen to the kids in the playground. We still don't know if they finally reached to an agreement or not, and I need to know. <laughs> All right. I actually want to know what happened. What happened to? Let's listen. Shh. Start following an order procedure in order to help the disputants solve the conflict. Did you catch what the first part was about? Mm, I guess it was the introduction part, where the mediators explain their roles as well as the ground rules or even ask for questions. Good job. Let's listen to it a little bit more. Now that you
0: both agree to the rules, Joey.
1: That kid is out of his nerves. So, Christina, can you tell us in which part or parts are they now? The kids are now in the part of telling the story, as well as a part of identifying facts and feelings. It is true because both parties tell their side of the the story, bringing out facts and feelings to the mediators who make sure in this way they understand the conflict. Shall we continue listening?
0: solve this problem? Yeah, I think there's wimps you put out of my game. Bully, whimp, bully. Hey, it out! I feel really frustrated when you guys are breaking the rules, because I don't know how we're going to solve the problem if you guys keep doing that. Okay, so what do we do? Does anybody have any solutions to this problem? You guys agreed to work to solve the problem. with the ball. I can shoot basket, he can shoot basket. He doesn't own the ball. It belongs to school and I have a right to play with it. I just want to play by myself. Yeah, but you've let me play with you before. I just want to be left alone. I know there is a solution to this problem. I know. Let's brainstorm. What's that? It's when you come up with as many ideas as you can. And you don't make any comments about anyone else's ideas. I get the ball for the rest of recess. How about I get the ball for the rest of recess? We can cut the ball in half. I've got an idea. What if we figure out how much time we have left and split it? Someone could get the ball for the first, and someone could get the ball for the last.
1: I know what had happened there. Just like one mediator say, they are brainstorming, also known as the generating options part. As we have heard, both parties are asked how they can solve the problem. What comes next? We
0: have a lot of ideas here. Which one do you guys choose? I'll go with Billy's idea, half and half. All right, but I want to go first. Joy, do you agree to that? Okay. Looks like there's only six minutes left for recess. So, according to our
1: So, so, at the end, the conflict is solved. What a relief. In this way, the agreement part is achieved and sign the solution that both parties have agreed to do. After that, the follow-up part is made. Yes, although we cannot listen to it, I'm pretty sure that the disputants thank the mediator for having helped them. And once again, mediation has contributed to solve another conflict, and hence, to facilitate a better environment at school. Now, that is what I call power. And what about you, passengers? Do you want to have this superpower? I do. But Penelope, you mustn't forget that with the great power comes great responsibility. Did you know that that is the moral of the new film, The Mediator? The Mediator? I never heard about that film. Well, you might want to check the trailer. Hi, my name is Lucy. I used to like school. It was the place of proms, cooperation between student-student or even teacher-student, interesting subjects, a place where I felt free to discover and learn. However, this vision changed since I moved to another city. Dreams turned into nightmares. All I saw in my new school was suffering, conflicts involving prejudice, sexual discrimination, young guns. No one could escape from the threat. And then there was me. Yo girl, what are you looking at? Do you see we're in the middle of a fight? Uh, I, I want to help. What are you saying? Uh, I am the mediator. The mediator is a neutral and impartial person who assists negotiation of a conflict and facilitates the agreement between the parties. I'll do whatever it takes to be an effective mediator. There are three common qualities you need to have. Experience in negotiation, objectivity and impartiality. That girl has no idea what the hell she's doing. Only by being the mediator I will make possible for people to listen to each other so that they can harmonize their interests and solve the conflict. This doesn't mean that the agreement will be achieved, but the mediating interve- intervention increases the chances of this. Your job is to facilitate her not acting as a judge or arbiter that decides who is right. But they won't listen. Make them listen, identify their needs, guide them, facilitate understanding, reduce stress, and encourage reflection and confidence. I can't let my classmates down. We are a family. But we are still not done here. You need practice. You need several skills. Responsibility, social skills, empathy, assertive behaviors, conflict resolution skills, respect. And always remember with great power comes great responsibility. The Mediator. Coming next Friday when mm-hmm. you can solve all your conflicts. Oh, who are you gonna call? The, the mediator! mediator! Who are you gonna call? Mediator!
0: That's right.
1: I definitely add it to my film list. It is actually very touching. I agree with you 100%. And with this beautiful trailer, we reach our destiny, mediation. We hope it has been useful for you. Make us notice via Twitter, our radio stations, our radio psych station, if you put in practice all all this that we have learned. I would like to conclude this journey with the following tweet of Russell Simons who says, I am very lucky that I have talented and creative people around me. Also, mediation has been a very big part of my freedom because it allows me to watch all the things going on and allows me to focus. Attention, passengers, we are arriving to the end of the journey. So this means that it is 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock in Canary Island. Lunch time! Our intention has always been to guide and help you understand the complex psychological paths. This couldn't have made sense without you there listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your attention, participation, challenges, love, crying, thanks. We would love to get feedback. We want to
2: hear from you and receive all kinds of comments, critics or suggestions to
1: grow and become a better radio station. See ya and remember, Psych Station will always be here for you.